Hey, let's pray, and then Nicole's gonna come up and give a great message. God, I just thank you for this night. Uh, I thank you for each and every student that's here. God, new students and students that have come for weeks. God, I just thank you for each of them. I know you have a purpose for them, and you have a reason that you have them here tonight. And so, God, I pray that you would just open our hearts as Sam led us in prayer earlier. God, just speak to us, because we want to hear you. God, we want to leave different than we came. So, God, I pray that you would challenge us, speak to our hearts exactly how we need to hear your voice. Amen. Amen. Students, I am so excited to be with you guys again tonight. It is always an honor to be able to be with you guys, to stand here. And also, it is extra, extra special because we are talking about something so incredibly important tonight. I don't want to underestimate it at all. The simplicity of your notes, maybe what you're hearing, it might sound like something you guys have heard before. I'm sure it's something that, I mean, you'll hear it. You'll be like, ah, I know this. I know I'm supposed to talk to God. I'm aware that I should pray. Don't close your hearts off, students. I want you to stand here and pray. That same prayer that Nathan just said, open your hearts, students, and be aware that this is a night that... I really believe that this sermon series, y'all, could truly, truly change your lives. If you could sit in these moments and learn and grow together, I think, I really believe that the Lord can work in your hearts and start to grow in you guys. So last week, if you were here last week, we talked about red flags. That's this big series we're in right now. These big unhealthy things that we might see in the relationships around us. And last week, Nathan opened it up sorry, opened us up with red flags and a relationship with, who was here last week? Ourselves. Ourselves, yes. And like he said last week, the relationship you have with yourself is one of the most, it is the most consistent one. You can't get away from yourself as much as you guys might want to. You are with yourself each and every day. So this is, that's the time for you to realize especially you girls, but you guys, all of you, you have self-worth. You are worthy in the eyes of the Lord. You are a child of God. You are loved. You have been prayed for. You are lifted up in the kingdom. There is a place for you in heaven. And that is so real, but we need to remember that those red flags and relationships we have ourselves to not overlook those things, that we can grow our hearts and have the best relationships that we can have with God. Right, so this week, we're stepping into it, and we've kind of thought about ourselves a little bit, and we've gotten to the root of knowing the ways that God sees us is the way that we should see ourselves. And I think that was so, so humbling and so real, because I, I mean, I can say it myself, I look in the mirror often, and the thing I see is not what I like. It may not be what I love, or I might sit at the end of the night and be like, here's the 17 ways that I sinned today, and here's all the ways that I wish I could have been better. But oh wait, the way that the Lord sees us, you guys, is so real. He sees us as loved, and we are made new in his image, right, because of his sacrifice. So let's not overlook that idea that the relationship we have with God is the one that's going to permeate through the rest of our lives, Right, That is going to be the thing that is going to foundationally set in all of our relationships. And that's where I'm going to kind of bring us to today. I'm going to, think of, I'm going to talk about these red flag relationships that we have maybe with God. And we're going to look at what a healthy relationship with God looks like and what an unhealthy relationship with God looks like. Because that way you guys can sit here and realize that 
the depth of the relationships that you have here on Earth, students, is only going to go so far. Our relationships on Earth can only be as strong as our relationships with God. And I think that is so important for us to realize. And that's why tonight is so important. Because our relationships on Earth can only be as strong as our relationship with God. So we're going to look at James 4.8 to kind of start us off. It's going to sound a little heavy, and I apologize. Because James 4.8, we say, come near to God, and he will come near to us. And what an amazing verse that is. Because truly, guys, if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And I don't want you guys to miss the truth of that. But let's look like we learned in the series before about how to read the Bible. We have to read this in context. And the verses before and after this verse that we have read before over and over again, you guys probably have it on a sticker on your window. You probably have it embroidered on a pillow if you are like my mom and has things like that from the 90s, which is so great and not tacky at all. But truly, we are going to read the before and after of that James 4 verse, so starting in verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So that's great. Flee, devil. That's what we all want in life. We want the devil to flee from us. But oh wait, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, wail, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Wow, that turned quickly, right? But let's look at it in context thinking that James the author of this book, is writing to the people of God who they had been going really strong and they started to stumble and their relationship with God started to have these big red flags pop up. And suddenly their relationship isn't so great with God. So he's bringing this verse to them saying, you sinners, you mourn, you wail, change your tune, come to God, draw near to him in your times of need because he will draw near to you. Oh, and how great that is for us to realize that God wants an unfiltered version of yourself. He realizes that we are not perfect and only by his blood and his sacrifice are we made perfect. So students, looking in the context of this verse, I almost think it makes it even more powerful realizing that he's telling these, I mean, you can read James 4, it's kind of funny. He's kind of telling them off a little bit. They're being chastised, probably like you guys have been by your parents before, right? But He's saying in the midst of all this time, in the midst of your sin, in the midst of your wailing, he wants to hear your voice and he wants the unfiltered version of yourself. And so that's kind of what we're going to look at. We'll look at that idea that, again, our relationships here on earth can only be as strong as our relationship with God. Our relationships on earth can only be as strong as our relationship with God. So what does that mean? That means that we need to power through and grow the roots into healthy soil of our relationship with God so that our relationship with our parents can grow and reach its full potential so that our relationship with our friends, students, can grow and be one that is fruitful in pointing us to the kingdom so that our relationship with ourselves, students, can point to God. Because you are so loved you are children of the Lord Most High. But that can only go so far if we don't step into the realization that it's on us to grow this relationship with God. So we're going to look at some ways to grow in these relationships. Because God desires an intimacy with us. He desires relationships with us. 
Jesus points us to the way that we should look with our Father in heaven. He says, Abba, Father. He cries out to the Lord when he is in need. Jesus takes time to pray. He mimics and shows us what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with God. And so that's what we're going to look at too. What does it look like for us to have a healthy relationship with God? And that starts with blank plus blank plus blank equals a healthy relationship with God. So the first blank, the first thing that we need to have that healthy relationship is good communication, right? That's how every relationship starts. It starts with good communication. You have to actually start that relationship. And I have a picture and it's not just a picture because I want to show a picture of my son and Bree's son, even though I will anytime. So Theo is in the white. That's my son. He's almost three. This is Jackson. This is Bree's son. He just turned three. They are 12 days apart and they are forced best friends because Bree and I are best friends. So they're stuck together whether they like it or not. But once again, this, is, this picture was taken when they were two years old, months ago, and they're in preschool. And what are they doing? They're shaking hands. They're saying hello. Their teacher wanted to make it a permanent thing in their, re in their hearts and their lives and their understandings and their growth. So this is their first year they've ever been in school, you guys. And their teacher was like, they need to learn how to say hello. They need to learn to be comfortable saying hello and walking up to each other and saying hi and shaking hands and introducing themselves. Oh, and how cool is that? So that's what we need to do, guys. We can mimic this. Once again, they are two. The childlike minds is what we're called to have. So have a spirit, a spirit of communication with God. And what does that look like? It's prayer. And prayer can be kind of awkward, you guys, right? It's, it's hard. It, we think it has to be a certain way. It feels clunky. I know a lot of us, it's like pulling teeth trying to get my seventh grade girls to actually pray out loud in our small group, right? But Camp has made us bold and strong. If you are at winter camp, we prayed. And did we feel the Lord in that room? Yes. Because students, you have the power to pray for each other and pray for yourselves. That is, there is power in prayer and communication with God. And that's what he wants. When you want to grow your relationships with your friends and your families and everybody else, what do you do? You talk with them. And that's what God wants. He just wants to hear from us. And I want to give you kind of a really practical way. We're going to look at the Lord's Prayer. And you guys have probably heard this before, but if not, this is something that changed my heart growing up, is when I realized that there is an actual way, the, the Lord, sorry, Jesus actually says, and this is how you pray, comma, go. He gives us the layout of how to do it. So Matthew 6, 9 through 13, the Lord's Prayer says, and this is how you pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So pause. Maybe in your margins, you guys can write this little notes down a little bit. I encourage you. So first and foremost, we are to address who are, praise, who are we praising? Who are we worshiping? Jesus. We're praying to God. We are praying to the heavenly father, right? That's how we grow. So address him. When you pray, step one, address who you're talking to. Dear Lord, dear heavenly father, Okay, and then your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, the next verse. So in that way, it says God's will is gonna be lifted higher than our own. And I love that he starts the prayer that way because that's, that's so important for us to realize that when we address the Lord, we need to realize that his will is gonna be above our own, whether we like it or not. So let's pray and let's, let's 
have a heart positioned to realizing that God's will is better than our own. So then stepping in further, it says, today, give us our day, sorry, give us our day, our daily bread, right? So then we go into, it says, pray for your needs. Pray for your needs. Really simple. Dear Lord, I need to do well on this test. I would love to uh, be able to hang out with my friends this weekend. Oh, I really hope mom makes this for dinner because I don't want whatever surprise stroganoff she makes, right? Pray for your needs. It doesn't have to be, it can be whatever is on your heart, students. There's no wrong way to pray when you're doing it humbly to the Lord. And then it says, forgive our debts as we also forgive our debtors. Confess your sins for yourself, but then also pray for those sins of, of the people around you. It's real simple. It sounds complicated to pray, but it's not. Lift those things up to God. He knows your sins and he wants to hear from you. And then it said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So just pray for safety and protection. And I know that sounds like a lot. It's a lot inside your prayer. But that's just if you guys need a layout. It's just if you guys need something to work off of and learning how to pray and get more comfortable. But also, it can be really simple. You can be on the sideline of your basketball game ready to step into the court. A quick prayer. Dear Lord, this game is in your hands. May I glorify you in my movements. Done. Go. Win your game. That, that's that simple right? The Lord just wants to hear from you. And that's how he grows in relationship with you is through prayer. So we have connection. Connection plus what? Connection. Sorry, we have communication plus connection. So how are we going to connect with God? We talk to God through prayer. Oh, how important prayer is. It is how we talk to God. So now how are we going to connect with him? Through scripture. It is through the word of the Lord. He has given us a love letter of how to get to know him and how to live our lives for him. It's here. We have a perfect manual to get to know God. And now it's our time to read it. It's our job to step into it. And the best way to talk about scripture is to read scripture. So I'm going to throw some verses out at you guys. You guys can write just the references down and read them later. Just listen, keep your hearts open because it's very clear in the Bible about how we should read the Bible. It says 2 Timothy 3 says, all scripture is God breathed out and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training and in righteousness that the man of God may be complete and equipped for good works. Done. Matthew 4 says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone but by the word that comes from the mouth of God. Romans 10, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I could, give, I could stand up here for an hour and just read verses about how scripture tells us to read the Bible. That's what he wants. Guys, God wants to hear from us through, through prayers, but now it's our turn to hear from God through scripture. It's his letters back to us. It's like your relationships with your friends can only go so far if you're the only one talking. But then grow that relationship and listen to them. Open your ears to your friends, right? Open your hearts to your friends. And that's the same thing with God. He wants us to grow in intimacy with him by getting to know him through his word. And he gives us the tools. So approach scripture, students realizing that this is it. This is the way that we can get to know God. 
And just like if you need to learn how to read the Bible, if it's overwhelming for you to open this book of the Bible, let us know. And that's, how, that's when we can go back and listen to the sermon series Nathan gave about how, do you, how to read the Bible. What does that look like? How do we even start? If you need a Bible, tell us. There's some on the back table. We would love to make sure each and every one of you have a physical Bible in your possession to read because there's something about opening the word of the Lord and not just scrolling on it on your phone. Oh, it's powerful. But also maybe dive into a devotional. You can follow along with our scripture reading plan that we've had going on for a while. All of these things, we have tools for you guys to learn. We just want you to start taking them because we can't do it for you. We can offer everything for you guys to dive into scripture, but you have to take it. You have to be the ones to read it. And that's where it is. That's where it comes from. It comes from a desire in your hearts to get to know God so that your relationship can grow with him. And that's kind of where it all leads up to is we have prayer right? We have the word of the Lord. So we have communication, we have connection, but also guys, we need to be consistent. And that's the last piece of that, that equation. We need to be consistent with the Lord. You, you, oh, it needs to be a daily thing in your life. Think about it as air, as food, as water, that is the power of a relationship with God. That's how strong it can be in your lives. That's how much of a difference it can be. Think about your life if you walked into a day and you decided just to not drink water for that day. How thirsty would you be? But this is the living. God, Jesus offers living water in scripture. He says he's the bread of life. There's a reason he equates our relationship with him to food and water, because those are the things we need. If you think of it that way, oh gosh, realize that the consistency we have with God is that important in our lives, to that it becomes something daily. And it doesn't need to be something long. We're not asking you to do a 45 minute devotional every day to where you're on your knees crying and praying each and every day. That's not, that's not how it has to be. Sometimes it will be. Sometimes you will have moments in life when you need to draw near to God in that way. But oftentimes it's just when you wake up in the morning, pray. Start your day off before you look at your phone, before you get up, before you do anything. Pray. Every time you brush your teeth, pray. That's a super easy reminder. Dear Lord, please let these students at least be brushing their teeth twice a day. That is two prayers a day, at least you guys should be having, right? So that's two prayers. Think of it that way. But also, guys, you have to read scripture. We want this in your life. This needs to be something that we desire you have in your life each and every day. And that's where that consistency and that communication comes in, you guys. If we are consistent with God, we will see him consistently or constantly in our life. Right? If we are consistent with him, if we pray if we do a devotional every day, I challenge you guys to start your day with a devotional. I know it's not easy. Maybe set your alarms 10, 15 minutes early. But I can tell you guys, when we started the 21 days of prayer, that's when I kind of started. That was one of my big things this year. I wanted to wake up every day. I set my alarm an hour early. So I was awake before my husband, my kids, the whole nine. And I said, I want to see what it looks like to God be in, for God to be in my life if I truly dedicate my mornings to him, before I look at any social media, before I do anything, before anything else, 
It was drink a bottle of water, start the day with the Lord. And guys, my, whew, if I could tell you the work that he's done in my heart over the past 40 plus days by consistently starting my day in prayer and Bible study, it's been unbelievable. I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend, hopefully. Bree can attest to that if I am or not. I'm a better, hopefully, a small group leader. I've been able to be a better coworker. I've been a better wife, a better daughter. And all of these things, you guys, and I'm not perfect at all, that's not what I'm saying, but I have felt the presence of the Lord in my life to when I, when I start my day with him, I'm able to step into the day realizing that I am a child of God and my actions matter because they are reflecting the love of the Lord. And that's the same for each and every one of you. So we want that for you guys. We want you, to got, you guys to have this, this knowledge and realization that it is so important to constantly and consistently be in prayer with him, to read the Bible with him so that you can consistently see him in your life. And Joshua 1.8, it kind of wraps this up in such a great way because it talks about both Bible, sorry, both prayer and the Bible. It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Do you, not, do you wanna be prosperous and successful? Because I would love to be prosperous and successful. But guys, this does not mean that you will have everything you want in life. That's not at all what this means. But if we pray and we are meditating on scripture students, it means that we, we will have the hearts that align with Jesus's desires. Suddenly your desires to want certain things will align with what God wants for your life. And suddenly your prosperousness, prosper, prosperity, that's the word I was looking for, prosperity in life, your success, will, it will align with God. And suddenly you guys will realize, wait, like I, I can be successful in this because God is on my side. And that is so so powerful. So when you guys are feeling these red flags that we're about to talk about pop up, think about Joshua 1.8. Think about this. Realizing that if we want to be prosperous and successful in life, are we praying? Are we reading scripture? Are we consistently growing our relationship with God? And guys, consistency is a verb. Consistency with God is a verb. And what is a verb? It's an action word, yes. Guys, scripture is alive. Consistency with God is a verb. You have to do it. We cannot do it for you. I wish that I could take my small group or my kids or my husband or all my friends and just shove the word of the Lord down their hearts so that they can make sure they are close with him. That's not how it works. We can encourage you. We can help build you up and give you the tools to be successful. But guys, consistency with God is a verb. You have to do it. We cannot do it for you. So we have to look at it too with realizing these big questions in our life. Is God important enough for you to grow your relationship with him? But also, are the relationships you have around you important enough for you to grow your relationship with God so that they, those relationships can grow? Is your relationship with your best friend, is that relationship important enough for you to grow your relationship with God so that that friendship can meet its full potential? 
That's the big thing. Once again, back to the very beginning. Our relationships here on earth can only be as strong as our relationship with God can be. And that's why it's a verb. We want to give you these things. We want to give you guys the tools to be successful and to grow these relationships. And guys, you need to commit to making a healthy relationship with God a habit. Something that is knee-jerk. We want it to be something that is habitual in your life. Commit, commit to making that healthy relationship with God a habit so that it's something that you don't really have to think about anymore. Suddenly it becomes a habit to where you're like, wait, I'm having a really hard day. Have I prayed yet today? Let me stop and pray real quick. Oh, it's, oh I feel better. Okay, good. Done. Or suddenly it's, my friend is going through something really hard. I really hope that I can help them through it. And suddenly you're talking with your friend and scripture's pouring out of your mouth and you are lifting them up and pointing them to Christ. And you might leave that relationship being like, who is that? And we can be like, that was the Lord. The Lord just spoke through you. It doesn't matter who steps on this stage. These are not our words. They're God's words speaking to you guys. And it's the same thing. We hope that this becomes a habit in your life so that you wake up and pray so that it becomes a habit to grow consistently with God and see that consistency in your life be something that blossoms into something beautiful. So these red flags you might see in your relationship with God. First off, is God silent? No. Does he feel silent to you? Do you feel silence from God? Well, are you communicating with him through prayer? Are you giving a chance giving yourself a chance to pour your heart out to God and see what that looks like to him. Pray, commit to 30 days of prayer and ask yourself again if God was silent because I can guarantee you if you are praying to him, he will not be silent. What about, does God feel detached? Does it feel like he's not there or that you don't know him or that he's just something that's around that you hope one day will, will make sense? Okay, but are you connecting with him through scripture? Do you feel like you have given your relationship with God the full chance to pray, but also to connect with him through the word that he's given us? Because again, I think, I I I truly believe it because it's fact, it's in scripture. If you pray and read scripture, you will not feel detached from God. He will be here with you. You might not like what he's saying because it's hard. He's gonna point us in the right direction, but it's there. And finally, do you feel that God might be disloyal? And that's a hard one. Does God feel disloyal? Do you feel like he's not there for you or he's letting you down? Because students, that's not the case. God loves you. And like we said before, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's not our will. I might truly desire for my son to grow up and play professional baseball and my daughter to be a genius only if she gets her her dad's genes, not mine. But truly, I might have all these desires, but do they line up with the desires of the Lord? His will be done, students. He is not disloyal. If we are consistently with him, he will be in our lives constantly. He loves you. This goes back to next week. I mean, to last week. He loves you. You are a child of God. Believe that. Dive into it and you will hear him. So finally, students, I just don't, I don't want to make it easy for Satan to be in your lives because he doesn't want these things. He wants you over here in this column. 
He wants you to live your life in the red flags column here to where you think God is silent. Satan wants you to feel that he's, you're detached from God. He doesn't want you anywhere close to him. Students, he wants you to think that God is disloyal. Satan wants these things for you. He wants these red flags. Don't make it easy for him, students. Satan wants us to fail, but you're better than that. You're stronger than that. You're in this room because you believe that the Lord is willing to work in your lives. So live over here so that you can constantly be in communication with God and put the devil down and realize that God is not silent. Live over here in connection. Be connected with God through scripture. Know his words so that you can put Satan down and be like, I am not detached from God. I am a child of God. I am loved by the king. I'm not detached from him. Don't make it easy for Satan. Be consistent with the Lord. Be consistent with prayer and scripture so that you can know that the only thing disloyal is Satan himself. He will drop you like a bag of rocks quicker than anything else down a river. But my gosh, will God always be there to hold your hand, to be with you. He loves you and he desires an intimate relationship with you. So students realize our big takeaway tonight is that God does not change, our hearts do. God does not change, our hearts change. And that's what we hope and desire for you all students. I pray that you can take this tonight and you go home and you pray over these notes. And I pray that you students can realize that only through your action, your verbs, can you take the step, grow your relationship with God so that the rest of your relationships can be benefited from it as well. Change your hearts and know that God doesn't change because he's always here with us and he loves you and he wants an intimate relationship with you. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I pray so deeply for these students. I pray that their hearts are lifted to you and that they have a fire inside their hearts to get to know you, Lord, to see you, to grow with you, Lord. I pray that they feel that each and every day so that they can see your light, your heart, your love, your mercy in their lives each and every day by their consistency with you. Lord, I pray that they are constantly in prayer with you. I pray that they are committed to consistency and connecting with you, Lord. I lift up these small groups tonight that they can grow deeper each and every day so that they can connect with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.